Welcome <laughs> to Series Finale Podcast, the only podcast where three bots of comedians discuss the final episode of a show they've never even, even seen. seen. I'm Zach. I'm John Paul. And I'm Jack. And, and, and we're coming to you <laughs> from Shrewsbury, Massachusetts, home yeah. of the Shrewsbury Colonials. And a growing Indian American population. <laughs> <laughs> That's just demographic that true? fact. That is, yeah. that That's yeah, true. Look out yes. for Shrewsbury in the 2020 census. A lot of Indian origin people. That's exactly. great. That's, That's why great. a lot of the people I know from Shrewsbury moved out. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the new the new Shrewsbury Colonials mascot should be an Indian person, uh, a, a <laughs> <laughs> should be an Indian person colonizing Shrewsbury. Wow, that would be kind of cool because it is that we are the Shrewsbury Colonials. Yeah, so that would be funny, like an Indian colonizer. Yeah. Um. All right. So we're talking about the show Playmakers. This Playmakers. was a one season ESPN scripted drama. This the show was a hotbed of controversy. Right. Well, not really. It is in it now is. It now is because people found out what happened to the show was the NFL basically told ESPN, "No, don't do this. <laughs> this show needs the basically the NFL had this show canceled cuz it was doing Cancel well. Cancel culture started <laughs> right. with the Playmakers. Right. No fun league. The no fun league. They said no. This is a this is portraying us in a bad light. We're not into it. And ESPN buckled because ESPN. What could they do? The NFL is where they make their most money. I mean, but how many ESPN doesn't get to broadcast NFL that many NFL games, right? But a lot. No, they don't. But they're you know, if you want to get your reporters into the league, you know, they're. They have a 24-7 news cycle solely on sports. Yeah, but just they should have just done it. They're still going to be able to talk about it. Does it freedom of the press apply to, to sports reporting? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is freedom just of the press? Freedom, uh, the freedom of the press. The, pre the freedom of the press to, out to uh, cover topics without government censorship. They could definitely talk about it, but maybe they wouldn't be allowed to the press conferences because it's private property. Do you I think Donald know. J. Trump would stand for that? Well, he did try and buy an NFL team and <laughs> failed. He was too poor. Right. So he's anti-NFL. <laughs> maybe Donald Trump should resurrect playmakers to really get at the Donald NFL. Trump had a football league, the USFL. Yes. He owned a team and drafted Doug Flutie. Right, and then he, they t the league was like doing well. They were doing okay. They were going to survive like two or three They had more decent seasons. players, yeah. And then Trump w tried to go. They were always in the spring. That's how they were doing well. And then Trump was like, we're going to compete with the NFL. We're going to start doing games in the fall. And immediately they just got smoked. <laughs> and they settled in court for $1. Really? Yes. The USFL won $1 from the NFL. That was like the settlement. It was. It was it's kind of crazy. How much of that money did Trump get? He got... One billion dollars of it. <laughs> yeah, Trump got nine mil off the deal. He's a brilliant <laughs> deal maker. The best. Uh, yeah. So the show Playmakers was it was controversial. Is controversial now. At the moment, I remember watching the first few episodes when I was like fourteen. You know, and it was like interesting. There was like gay player. He was in the closet. It was it was quite it was kooky stuff. Uh, what did you just say? You watched a bunch of the show? Oh <laughs> shit! When I was in. When I, I did, when I was like 14, I watched like the first two episodes. There was only like nine it's episodes. It's already dropping down. 11, 11 episodes. Wow, dude. I'm, I can't believe this. 
Listen, at least we'll cut that out. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious, though. I totally forgot about the premise of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> My buddy Brandon in Asheville was, uh, he thought we had no integrity for doing The Sopranos. We could release this as a Patreon to uh, save our asses. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. We'll just, right. we'll just say kiss our fucking dick. You don't <laughs> yeah, like it? Dude. Turn it off, hey, but freedom please don't. Of, freedom of the press. Freedom of the podcast press. Yes. So I, I think they should have powered through the NFL backlash, though. You I don't think, think the NFL has any power. I think they're squares. Uh, you're wrong. They you're need TV. That, I think bro. the NFL needs TV more than TV needs the NFL. If the NFL wanted to, they could start like their own streaming service, and I bet it would be a hit. It would be. Do a huge you think hit. it would? Yes, it would be a huge hit. They had their own NFL network. It's the only one that you can't buy like in bundles with like nine other channels. That still is popular. I dare and them I to get their streaming like service. <laughs> I dare. <laughs> I you dare. Are you throwing the gauntlet? I, I double dog dare Roger Goodell <laughs> to start a streaming service. It will flop. Well, if you it are interested, if you're interested in competing with the NFL, coming up next season, XFL returning. <laughs> Big time. At the time when this releases, the XFL, we're releasing this on the night the XFL premieres, and the NFL is going to fold immediately. I think the XFL <laughs> will have a certain amount of success. Vince McMahon has put a lot of money in it. The first, they already tried once, and it, and it failed miserably. I don't Didn't know if it would fail, fail miserably, miserably, but like there were some things that came out of XFL that I think are still around, and but it just it wasn't sustainable. Andrew no. Luck's dad is involved. I think the XFL is actually going to get one or two legitimately talented no, players. Because they're trying to go in like the right wing direction. Like really? Yes, like uh Vince McMahon's like it will be illegal for any players to kneel during the <laughs> national anthem. Like they're trying to like get tap into this like So they want to get the right, red state. Yeah, but it's like it doesn't make sense. Football already has the red state. Yeah. They, fo- College football has the red states, the I think. NFL is popular among everyone. So it does it really brings everyone together. You know, so I don't think it makes any sense for the XFL to be like, you know what they could do? We're going with the right red states. Fully nude cheerleaders. That would be <laughs> sick, actually. <laughs> no, Cheerleaders nude. The ex- Both genders. <laughs> that would be amazing. George W. Bush comes back as a cheerleader. <laughs> Head cheerleader of the nude cheerleading league. Was w. he a former cheerleader? Yeah, yes, yeah. He's a Yale, Yale cheerleader. A Yale. Yeah. Um, no, the XFL did have one thing I loved. Instead of a coin toss, they just had a a 20-yard dash between two players to the football. Didn't you had the to, like, guy die? No, you had to wrestle for the football. It was kind of cool. Mud yeah. wrestling? Oh, really? Uh, so yes. it's like whoever grabs the football first, they win? That's the person who gets to like choose if they want to kick off. Oh, or, that's interesting. It was great. That was cool. I wish the NFL had adopted that. They, they don't. The U.S. Mint is too powerful. They demand a coin toss. <laughs> and Vince McMahon claimed that the XFL would have been successful, but that the NFL was leveraging uh, against some of these TV networks, and that's one of the reasons they couldn't they couldn't continue. That 100% makes sense. The NFL has a lot of power. <laughs> I don't think the NFL has any power <laughs> at all. It's billion-dollar corporation. I can name other billion-dollar corporations. You know what was a billion-dollar corporation? Toys R Us. How are they looking? Bankrupt. Oh. Gone. <laughs> dead. Movie pass. Movie pass. Gone. <laughs> Uber. Gone. <laughs> the NFL is a bad business. They're weak. They overpay Roger Goodell. That's stupid. If I was commissioner of the NFL, I would only ask for $60,000 salary. <laughs> I'm, I'm letting the NFL now. No, I'll be the commissioner of the NFL for $61,000. What's the first thing you do on the first day of office? Ban men. No men, <laughs> no men allowed to play anymore. <laughs> Only women will be allowed to play. Oh. Every game will actually just be a PowerPoint on the wage gap, which uh, 
Because I think the true football in American society is people passing the buck around as to why we haven't signed the Equal Rights Amendment yet. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Green New Deal, can we throw that in there? Yeah. No Fellas League. That's what I would call it. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Well, this show was about uh, a fictional team playing in a fictional league who knows where you know yeah they don't name names so you can kind of like you know unlike whitey bulger the yeah. rat in six nine <laughs> where with the times we stand i i don't know how you feel about six nine I, if you're a rat good for you thanks for bringing justice to your community the I'm, cougars i'm with takashi six nine i think he's you doing would snitch too i would snitch too he like, says he's looking at 70 years you got what the hell did he do he had guns, I guess. Yeah, yeah, something like that. The NRA should be involved. They should be like, <laughs> we, we stand, stand with 6 9 No, the reason I think people hate 6 9 is because he wasn't a gangster. He paid gangsters to associate with them to get a gangster image to sell himself. Then he like kind of chickened out and sold them all out. And he also has been convicted of having sex with underage. Yeah, that's a good point. Underage you know what? Yes. I forgot about that. I'm not 13, with 6 9 Jesus yeah, Christ. Daniel bad. Hernandez, you should rot in hell. <laughs> I'm. I was shocked that he he decided to rap because he's just gonna get killed by the NFL. <laughs> by that no, same, they have no power. By that same Italian guy, Freddie, who killed Whitey Bulger. <laughs> All right. So luckily, or maybe he'll commit suicide like Jeffrey Epstein with no foul play. <laughs> well, Takashi, if you're feeling suicidal, please reach out to somebody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't wish suicide on yeah, yeah. anyone, I guess. But I do kind of support the death penalty sometimes. So it's tough, you know? <laughs> All right. So the NFL. Just reach out to someone. That's as important. Reach out. Right. Just reach out. Not to me, but somebody. <laughs> reach out. Reach out. Somebody will be glad. They'll post a Facebook status about how they <laughs> saved your life. Right? <laughs> so the, it's the Miami Cougars. It's the Cougars, but it's in a it's in a generalized. City. We don't know what city it's in. Oh well, we the Cougars. Say, yeah, it's in a local small town that has received an influx of immigration from <laughs> <laughs> wealthy, advanced degree holding Indian Americans. Go Cougars! <laughs> Go Cougars! <laughs> I don't know what that impression is of. I I, I don't know what that is. But if it's what Cougars. I think, I disavow. I disavow. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? One more thing on the Indian population of shoes. Oh, yeah, sure. Of course. <laughs> we got to get back to this. And then let's shout out one of our favorite Indian Americans and famous football fan and Division Three college athlete, yeah. Sean uh, Subramanian. Sean yes, Subramanian. Guests of the pod in the past. I Talked about bus incidents. Indian. The, I know a guy who's like building like 40 houses in this area. And um, he, it's all Indian people moving into the houses. And he's like, you know. Great people, but they're fucking a pain in the balls about the price. It's like they're like, this is the this is the price of the house, and they are like, no, 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 no. <laughs> they're like constantly trying to haggle the price of homes. It's like I respect <laughs> it. That's good. That's good. <laughs> this is what I think. You but know, the, the house costs like a hundred, three hundred. Some people to might make. hear me. Some people might hear me and say, "Oh, is Zach Morn is he is he blaming Indians? No, I'm blaming white people. Okay, white people need to pick themselves up by the bootstraps, start haggling <laughs> for houses, start working harder, go to college, so start study math. So make your stretch your dollar further. Stretch right. your dollar further. I would never think to uh, like hassle like haggle on a. You're supposed home to price. haggle on a house. But it's like you give an offer. You don't go to like the contract. No, you don't go to the general contract. <laughs> the, the guy's he's like literally in the bulldozer outside the house. And the guy's like, uh, like fifty dollars. Yeah, you don't just talk to a guy with like a hammer. I think it happens like with a lawyer. You You're pass right, a paper. Right, exactly. Yeah. 
<laughs> you do that at all the local bodegas, right? They're like, that'll be six fifty, and you're like, how about three twenty five? There actually <laughs> is a fair amount of haggling at bodegas because if you're paying cash, sometimes you don't pay taxes. Yeah, that's true. There's actually a bit of that. Yeah, no, and I, you got I, stuff for free. I yeah. buy smokes, right? So smokes in New York City, seventeen dollars a pack. Ooh. But if you pay with cash and you go to the right bodega, they'll give it to you for ten. And Turns out the right bodega is discount. every yeah. bodega. Yeah, every <laughs> bodega. If you pay with cash, they just give you a ten dollar pack that's not marked with the state of New York, and they're definitely like, really, who knows where they're coming from? I do want some more demographic facts, though. Bodegas in New York not often owned by Indian Americans, often owned by Yemeni Americans, people uh-huh. from Yemen, especially on the island of Manhattan. What do you mean? <laughs> Okay, so the show Playmakers, yeah, it's it's just following football players with, um, but it's not really about them playing football. It's more about the hard life that they have behind the scenes. Yeah. We know the sports player. Oh, that's sort of the broad strokes breakdown. Thank right? you for giving the broad strokes <laughs> breakdown. Yeah. We forgot yeah. to do one in the reverse episode. Damn. Oh, we'll damn. We'll edit it in later. That's all right. So, yeah, it's just kind of, uh, they're like, they, they're really struggling. It's actually pretty damn good, dude. It's like. Yeah, there's some interesting characters here, and there's they're kind of like archetypes, you know. They're kind of stereotypes. You got uh, DH. He's the uh, he's Demetrius something. He's like you know the big Demetrius Hallam, local <laughs> Boston comedian, aka <laughs> Big D. <laughs> he's the big new star. He's a wide receiver. He's a diva. Yes, he also I believe in the previous episode had sold somebody out. He ratted his like cousin out, like Takashi. I looked it up and Snoop Dogg is an unearlier Snoop Dogg's son became an amazing college football player or high school recruit I don't don't know know. if he ended up having a successful career Snoop like started coaching his son's AAU team and he bought like this bus for them to chill out in Snoop is like a very active parent he loves football yes Snoop's a positive man so there's DH who's like the new guy there's Leon Leon is kind of like the aging veteran he's uh, dirty yeah, who's uh who's kind of aging out of his NFL career, and he's got he does he's got he feels like he has dwindling prospects right. in the future. But he should age into open mic comedy. At thirty, <laughs> he would just be a kid. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We've also got uh, the guy they call O Olix Olix, the guy with O L C Y A K. What was he? He's a he is a white player, uh, I believe, a lineman. A white man. A white man. He, uh, no, he was the linebacker. Linebacker, yeah, yeah. yeah. You he, racially uh, stereotyped him. Yeah. You said white man on a football field has to be a big chunk of coal, has to be a big <laughs> old lineman. <laughs> no, the chunk of coal is a different guy. <laughs> <laughs> no white man has played defensive back since Jason Seahorn in 2001. I think that's fascinating. It was after 9-11. They couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> yeah. But the uh, but oh he's got he gets a girl pregnant a, a one night stand knocks her up yes and, and he's he really beaten up about it he wants to be a dad and he can't believe it he's like talking to the other football players about being a father he's like I don't know if I'm ready but what I get I gotta be in this kid's life and then all the other football players are like dude just get a lawyer pay her off and you know you'll never see the kid but it's fine <laughs> and he's like are you kidding he's like shook by this he's like can't believe that this has happened with so many of these guys and then. He's like, he talks to the one night stand lady and he's like, hey, so like, I want to like, you know, we'll figure this out. We'll do this right. And then she's immediately like, "Uh, I'm moving and I'm getting my lawyer involved. Yes. Yeah. It was sad. It It was was sad. It was, 
you know, it really just displayed how much we need things like the men's rights movement, the child support <laughs> superhero. These are the things that we need because men are under siege. Even powerful men that like members of the Cougars, they can't stand up to this fucking the system the system run by fucking you know what's <laughs> <laughs> well what i think is interesting and is something dave Chappelle talks about in his 2019 special is the football players have this attitude that like hey they didn't agree to, for the child to be born so they don't have any responsibility as a father to raise the child i hear which yes. i think is really interesting they don't feel any level of guilt and i don't know that they're necessarily wrong i think they are I think you make the agreement when you fucking jizz inside somebody. So now you sound anti-abortion. Uh, oh, oh I, I, snap. I think there is a point to me. No, I just think, I mean, uh, wow, I just think a you, pro-lifer on this podcast. Oh, 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 oh God, I'm on the hot seat. I'm on the hot seat. I'm on the hot seat. No, I mean, you just, if you jizz inside someone, you got to be prepared that they, you could end up, you could end up with a baby. So you believe life can see, it starts at conception. Tim, yeah, it <laughs> happens before conception. I will leave my beliefs out of this, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but if you believe so, basically what that viewpoint says though is only the woman gets to decide, and the man has to go one hundred percent either way with her. Yeah. You don't get to decide to be a father for the yeah, woman. Yeah, yeah. Th she has the choice to have sex independent of making the choice to be the father. But you're saying if a man chooses to have sex, he's he's obligated to become a father, which I think is interesting. Basically, yeah. I mean, like this is how. It's set up. Like, what are you going to do? Like, fucking stab her in the stomach with a coat hanger? No, you could just say, I'm not going to... I don't want to have this child. I will play no role in it. Yeah but, you could, yeah, but you can do that now. I don't get it. You're legally required to pay for it, though. Yeah, so. yeah. But you, Unless you just take jobs under the table. Yeah, and you move to a different <laughs> country. Yeah, I could do that. <laughs> Unless you say, you know what? I don't want to pay jobs, but I'll quit my NFL job. I'm going to busboy illegally. <laughs> <laughs> or you could, like, maybe hire an Indian guy to, like, maybe haggle with her a little bit. <laughs> Hey, people of all races haggle. <laughs> and you know what? The, the, they're fans of the Cougars. So. Yes. <laughs> Go Cougars. <laughs> um, so, so then, yeah, there's that guy. That was an interesting plot line. That was an interesting plot line. There's all, so uh, by, we should also mention that, oh, he looks up to Leon a lot, and he finds out that Leon has had a similar situation, that Leon had an illicit child, and that paid the kid off and never sees the right. kid. But he and is he's really disillusioned. Yes, by that. because Leon is a great father to his two children that right. with his wife, and he talks about them all the time. Right. So the fact that he had never even mentioned this other child right. breaks mm -hmm. O's heart. Leon is a bit of a morally, he's on like a moral high ground, it seems like, compared to the rest of the team. He's talking about how he's like, he talks to the owner of the team at one point. He's like, I've stuck with you but guys. But he hit his wife. No, he didn't. Leon it was hit his it, wife. Yeah, but it, was, it wasn't true. It, like, the story was wrong. They, they I think it was kind of true, though. Uh, I don't really remember. No, I think she like hit him. Oh, she was talking real strong. <laughs> 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 nice. All right. So what happened was uh, she refused to get an abortion, so <laughs> he went to town, teeing off left and rights. She he she made that choice when she let him <laughs> jizz in him. <laughs> I think it's an interesting question whether anyone has an actual moral obligation to be a father. I think we answered it right there with all of our you know with whatever we said. Yeah, with about <laughs> Leon beating up his wife. I don't think there are answers. I think there are only more questions. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um. So that's O's sort of story. D H. He's a he's kind of a star. He doesn't like to go to practice. He doesn't like to go to practice. Yeah. 
Coach and George has a real problem with this. Let's sit with DH for a second. Famous homage to Allen Iverson's world famous practice speech. We're talking that's about practice. DH. That's the YouTube video that's got took trillions of hits. Dude, yes. Allen Iverson's so talking about practice is legitimately one of the funniest <laughs> bits from the 2000s. I, I would say from the decade 2000 to 2010, we have Allen Iverson's practice bit, Dave Chappelle's How Old Is 15 Really? <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of it for me. Tying with Takeshi Six Nine. That he's twenty ten, so that's a different. Oh, different era. I think Allen Iverson's. We talking about practice is a perfect comedy bit. It's, it's hilarious. Funny. It's definitely <laughs> funny, and it worked well. in like when you were in science class, you'd be like, "Did you do your homework?" Like we talk about practice. <laughs> <laughs> we talk you, about practice. Did you do that? Hell yeah, that's brother. funny. <laughs> we talking about practice. That's hilarious. Hit me with the test, bitch. I See think if, I if there was like a compilation CD. Of like great comedy, I would put AI's practice <laughs> bit on it. It's hilarious. It's up there with Bob Newhart's um, double Abner Double Day Baseball. Not bit. knowing anything <laughs> about fucking stupid jock sports, I don't know. Did Allen Iverson have a good year that year when he was? Allen Iverson was like amazing every year. He was so good. For He's so long. unbelievably talented, and yes. he's like five. Nine. He's an Illuminati guy. In and out, though. Struggles with alcohol. Yeah, really hard. Yeah. Allen Iverson has a lot of problems. He's, He's one of the guys who celebrates life. sobriety with a drink or two. <laughs> yes. And I think maybe celebrates like treating your wife white, right, wife right with a couple of shots to the side of the head. <laughs> oh, wow. I didn't know that. He's, got a, he's a gun guy. I meant gun. I don't know if he hits his wife. I, well, shots to the side of the head you with a he gun? I meant like shoot. No, like shoots like kind of close to her head. Oh, oh like oh, William Tell. I think Al, Allen Iverson has discharged a weapon around a woman. Yeah, I think he, he's had some struggles, but we're standing with him, and if he wants to, you know, get help, we're here for I'll him. I'll say this. Reach out. Alan Iverson is an open invitation to come on the podcast. <laughs> 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 no, AI was a beast. Um, so, yeah, that's so like... So, DH and Coach George's relationship, it's kind of mirrors Alan Iverson. Right. He doesn't think he's... He thinks he's too good for it. DH, what's funny, too, is DH, in the, when the show was popular, or when the show was made... The, the role of the running back was important in the yes. NFL. And so DH is a diva running back, which would have been a thing back then. But now the running back is sort of... There are famous examples of Le'Veon Bell, who was the best running back in the league, trying to hold out for more money. And, it took and they just said year. no, and he didn't get to play. They were <laughs> for like, a full year. Yeah, we can be fine without a running back. Yeah, because they're, they're kind of replaceable. And they, I think they have the shortest span of a career yeah, of any like, NFL player. If you're a running back, you're retired at like 26. <laughs> yes. So, it, but at this time the show was taking place, it was a popular trope. Um, Who's a great running back? 03. Curtis Corey Martin. Corey Dillon. Yeah. I loved Curtis Martin. John Paul, you're not an NFL fan though, right? Uh, no, they have no power over me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably the only actual I don't care about football. football. I, yeah, I really don't. I find it like pretty boring. I'll watch a game. I think it's a good way to eat chicken wings, <laughs> but I never retain what happened. You won't be eating chicken wings now, though. Yeah, I'm trying to go veg. I'm thinking about Did it. Oh, really? really? Yeah, he's getting Too much off. cruelty and too bad for the human body. Interesting stuff. I, a lot I of antibiotics and factory farming. I just farming. listened to, there's a documentary just came out about this by like, uh, I listened to a, an MMA podcast and there was a guy on there and he had a, his whole documentary about uh, meat, uh, high-level athletes that are uh, vegan or vegetarian. The NBA has been pioneering for vegan players. The, the NBA has lost like 17 pounds on the average frame oh, wow. in the past like five years. Now that they all shoot threes, they're all thin, they're all lean. Yeah. LeBron went vegan. Beyond Meat's whole plan 
was to hire NBA guys as ambassadors. He would give them like 50 Gs in a ton of stocks, and that IPO was very successful. And they would just occasionally talk about liking Beyond Meat. Damn. MMA, uh, MMA superstar Nate Diaz, ve- uh, sometimes vegan, sometimes vegetarian, but doesn't eat meat in a regular way. Good for him. So uh, it's, it's, it's sh- the show is kind of interesting because it doesn't really talk about the sports. It just talks about their lives sometimes. And No, we- no vegans. Yeah. So that was <laughs> kind of an omission. I actually have a little bit of a history as a famous sports star. Okay. Really? Yeah. After this, I definitely want to talk about the weight guy. The weight yeah, guy yeah. is the I'm, I'm desperately looking for his name. Do you guys yes. catch his name? Oh, I don't remember Because I don't want to just He's call him the big black guy. He's an amazing character. We'll yeah. just call him the big man. The big man, Clarence, okay. not to the, be confused with Clarence Clemens. The fat lineman. Fat lineman is how I have in my notes, but I would love to find his name. But you All go right. first. So I was, uh, I was actually a sports star for a while. I was the star of Slam Ball Trampoline Basketball. <laughs> oh, I forgot about <laughs> Your Slam favorite Ball. sport. It was, the biggest, it was the biggest new sport in America, and it, things were going great. I was on the L.A. Breakers, and we were the best team. <laughs> we could bounce the highest and slam the hardest. We had won seven championships and were at the top of the world, but things behind the scenes were getting bad. Donald Sterling was the owner of the team. He was beginning to get very frustrated with his girlfriends taking pictures with some of my black teammates. I was infuriated by this and began to kneel during the national anthem to protest Donald Sterling's racism. Unfortunately, Spike TV had the distribution contracts on the Slam Ball League, and because I was causing so much controversy... They stopped playing the L.A. Breakers games. Oh. Yeah. As money started drying up from the team, people lost interest, and I decided to stand up again during the national anthem. (laughs) I didn't realize, though, all the black guys on the team continued to kneel. (laughs) So the media called me a bigot, and and Donald Sterling fired me from the L.A. Breakers to save face. Oh. I was ruined and lost when my good friend who had similar problems with the media reached out. John Rocker called me and asked, oh my God. <laughs> and asked if I wanted to be the co-owner of his company. Speak English. This is America. Oh, yes. I figured this was a harmless cause. I had, I had empathy because I battled with literacy and understood how hard it was. <laughs> this backfired and positioned me deeper into the Tea Party. So Bristol Palin reached out to me (laughs) because she also understood how difficult the leftist media could be. (laughs) She came on to me, though, and we had sex. She was pregnant with my son. When Sarah Palin heard about this, she was not happy and she saw it as a huge problem. So she sent Bristol away into hiding while she was pregnant. When the child was given birth to, Sarah took the child from us. So my autistic child was now... Sarah Palin's child. Whoa, you're yes. the true father? Yes, she disavowed everything I said to the media, and the media hated me, so they agreed. I now <laughs> hang outside of basketball parks and tell kids about the problems with taking a stand for what you believe. <laughs> and it's best to just take nothing seriously, especially racism. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What an incredible story about yeah. when you were asleep. Was that a real team, by the way? The LA Breakers slam ball team? Yes. The LA Breakers? Did you ever hear about the theory that Bristol Palin's kid? Yeah. I've heard that. That's true, I think. That was Sarah. Sarah Palin's newest son, the autistic kid. Was Bristol's? Was Bristol's. But then Bristol had a kid. (coughs) I'm sticking with the. It kind of (laughs) like. Yeah. All right. I was also a professional athlete, but I was not in a team sport. I was in an individual sport. You always have a caveat. Every single time. I was a professional table tennis player. I was on top of the world in considering a move, a transition, if you will, to tennis to beat Rafael Nadal. 
I was taking on an intense training schedule by playing table tennis every day at Bryant Park in New York City. Nice, my focus on my skills led me to forego hygiene. I grew out my hair, grew out my facial hair, stopped washing my clothes, and wore the same outfit every single day. In my empty McDonald's cup, which I did get coffee out of every day, began to fill up with change as passerbyers thought I was homeless. <laughs> my daily routine, the change cup, and lack of shaving caught the attention of the local homeless services social workers. They approached me and offered to get me help. Upon explaining that I was a world-famous table tennis star who had recently become married to supermodel Heidi Klum, <laughs> they sectioned me for becoming crazy. <laughs> Apparently, they did not read tabloids and had not found out that Seal had dumped Heidi's white ass, <laughs> and Heidi and I were secretly married at Mar-a-Lago last year. <laughs> <laughs> they thought I was crazy. They locked me up. They interned me in a New York City homeless shelter. This experience was humbling. Not only because I started to believe I was crazy, but no one would believe I was a world champ tennis star because there was this homeless guy, Gerald, who actually was very good at playing table tennis <laughs> and beat me on a daily basis. <laughs> wow. But I had to explain that actually Gerald is extremely good and was he given a fair opportunity would be the number one table <laughs> tennis champion. <laughs> I was unable to prove who I was because I had forgotten my, to bring my ID to Bryant Park. I had previously been using an old student ID from when I was in college. I was now 42 at the time. <laughs> I wanted to get student discounts at the local movieplex. <laughs> Since movie pass had gone into business, <laughs> movies were unacceptably expensive. <laughs> they had confiscated my only school ID, my only form of identification, and my only way to prove I was famous. Wow. wow. So you just life. languished in that. In so that. now I'm just idling away at a New York City homeless shelter. Jeez. Damn, dude. Well, I was. I also. I was a playmaker myself. A playboy. Do, do they let you out to go to the creek of the cave? Yeah, I have a residency. <laughs> I have a work release there. <laughs> I changed the uh, pinball machines. <laughs> I was a playmaker myself. I was a star lineman on the New York Giants in 2008. <laughs> I was valued because of my incredible weight that I was able to maintain due to my sedentary lifestyle of podcasting and eating one king size Snickers an hour like clockwork. <laughs> I presented myself to the media as a laughing, joking, fat NFL player who was the first in history to live full-time in a vehicle. <laughs> Behind the scenes, things were much messier. I was injecting steroids daily, snorting cocaine, and I would impregnate a fan after every wow, game, whether sick. we won or whether we lost. <laughs> 16 children a year. I would pay these sluts off with one of my homes, as I had no need for them, as I was happy living in my van podcasting. <laughs> One night to blow off some steam in New York City, I decided to hit the strip club with my good pal, Plaxico Burris. Or as I like to call him, Snacksico, because he would be looking like a snack. <laughs> as we approached the strip club, I could tell the bouncer was going to give me a hard time. So I, co so I coerced Snacksico into holding my pistol for me. <laughs> Once inside, we got some lap dances, laughed, drank, and had a bonding experience. The strippers would talk to us and touch us, so I was sure they were down to have sex with us. While a stripper was dancing on Snacksico, I told one of the strippers about my cool pistol, and I reached down Snacksico's jeans to grab it when it went off and shot, shot him in the leg. My bad, dog, I said as I told the stripper we should go back to my place. She told me that she found me pathetic, and I left alone. Snacksico served 20 months in prison, and I never got the pistol back, and we never rekindled our friendship. <laughs> Did he go to jail for that long? Yes. Snacksico yes. served 20 months in prison. That's insane. Plexico. We weren't that close. <laughs> <laughs> Why did he do that much time? Because uh, having to 
an unregistered gun weapon in New York City is a big, big problem. Where was the NRA? Again, the NRA <laughs> should be there. Plaxico Burris is on the front lines Dude, of gun I mean, rights. Uh, seriously, though, the NRA is a racist organization that doesn't stand behind black people. They that should have guns. celebrate Plaxico Burris. No, I mean, black people get fucked over for guns all the time. Yeah. And they never say anything about it, the NRA. And he only shot himself. Yeah, I know. It's hilarious. He shot himself and went to jail for the third time. He shot himself months. twice in the back of the head, like yeah. Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> you, know, you know what Plexico should have said was like, I was trying to commit suicide. They wouldn't have sent him to jail if that's what he had done. Yeah, he should have. The suicide defense. Yeah. I ate a lot of Twinkies and I tried to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Harvey Milk guy said. Yeah, the whole yeah, thing the, was I tried to kill myself, but the Twinkies messed up my aim and the hit Harvey. Twi- the Twinkie defense, famously. I was on such a bad bend. Oh, yeah. Josh Brolin? No, the Twinkie <laughs> the defense was the Harvey Milk guy. He was yeah, like, yeah. I was so sexually attracted Bro- to a young, hairless man that I accidentally shot an older gay man. Josh <laughs> Brolin, he, uh, he, he was, he was the guy in the movie. Yeah. Um, so what, so one of the characters in the show is the fat lineman who is being told that he Kelvin needs, James is his name. Yes. <laughs> he needs they to call be, him the Buffalo. The Kelp, bu- the Buffalo. He's got <laughs> John Paul's jerking off in Nick Esposito's <laughs> house right now. No, no, <laughs> it's not true. Yeah. They, he has an issue with his weight, but it's yeah. not the issue that a lot of people have. They want him to keep getting fatter. Yeah, he and he's trying to lose weight because he just got told he has diabetes. The doctor yes. told him he has diabetes, and diabetes can lead to health problems, according to the fucking bullshit paid for <laughs> big pharma government. The run. lying fake news media. The lying fake news health media <laughs> says that diabetes can cause things like uh, vision loss, amputation of uh, limbs. I don't right. know if any of it's proven. And I what don't. it can really cause is you looking so sexy that a lot of women are attracted to you. <laughs> yes. I mean, Kelvin looks good, you know? He's a large man, but he's a good-looking guy, but right. he's got a beef to him. He's got to lose some weight, apparently. He's got to lose some weight, but he loses some weight, and then immediately the trainer's like, dude, we're going to cut you if you get any skinnier. And he's like, dude, I'm dying. <laughs> and the guy's like, well, you can play football or you can get skinny. Yeah, he needs to drop to be like 240 pounds, and he's like, he needs to lose like 80 pounds. Yeah. And as he loses weight, they actually take money away from him. Yeah, because he's probably in his contract that he needs to hit some sort of weight. And it's like they they say the the size exploded. They need really big men. He's but he says I can still play effectively when I'm like you know 270 pounds. But the trainer doesn't even want to let him try. Yeah, yeah, it's it's fucked up. This was the most intriguing of the inside issues I thought, and probably the most real. Yeah, I would say. What you really see is just the power of the NFL (laughs) has over these players. The NFL is powerless. (laughs) Literally micromanaging down to the weight gain and putting their lives in jeopardy. That's how much power they have. Right now, the NFL (laughs) is like a straight white man in America. Powerless. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, dog, I'm triggered. (laughs) I felt bad for this guy. I thought that was was so sad to be like, you're going to get diabetes. But dude, you'll be able to play an extra two years in the. But NFL. then it reminded me of Ballers in that cool ass lineman who started selling cars and was a really good actor. Oh yeah. Oh, what was that guy's name? I forget. That he guy was, was incredible. He was cool though. Yeah, yeah. And so there, there are there's life after football that these guys don't realize. I think. Laugh, L A F. Not so much for <laughs> so, not so much for like Junior Seau. <laughs> not much no. of a life, dude. He was hanging out with Plexico Bears. <laughs> I said his name wrong. <laughs> yeah. How is it not Plaxico? That's funny. Plaxico? Well, Plaxico, is that really crazy compared to Plexico? I mean, they're both... 
No, it's a ridiculous name. I give you that. But hey, it's, just- it's not ridiculous. It's a strong, powerful name. <laughs> like um, Leon is really concerned. Leon, he's he concerned that the things are passing him by. He's uh, concerned that uh, the owner, Will Banks, is not going to give him a fair shake in another team. Right. And uh, he eventually gets a job as a media analyst. Yes. And his job, uh, his job goes really, really, really he's well. He's killing it. And you so know? he's so emboldened that his media analyst job is going well that he has a talk with the owner Will Banks and he Talks lays shit. it all yeah he lays yeah. it all on the table for him. What does he say to him? He just calls him like a scumbag. He's like, uh, "You were never a good man, even though I put my life on the line for you." And um, fuck you, I'm going to do bigger things. And then he gets into a spat with DL DH DH. He physically fights him, and his reputation is that he's a violent man because right. he's accused of beating his wife after she was talking real strong. <laughs> right. <laughs> So then uh, immediately the media company's like, uh, we can't roll with you anymore, dog. We were going to let the one where you hit that woman slide. <laughs> <laughs> but you hit a star NFL <laughs> What player. do you think the chances are OJ gets a TV job? Because OJ is like charismatic and funny, right? And his Twitter's taken off that there is a chance that someone <laughs> gives him a job. I, I mean, can see it. He'd probably create his own streaming service that will be just as popular as the NFL's. Well, yeah. o- OJ is more powerful than the NFL. <laughs> 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 yeah, I dude. Do you think maybe they'll hire him as a commentator on, on XFL? Do you think that, you, oh. think that, you think Vince would do that? That is such a brilliant idea. <laughs> it would I work. Watch, it yeah. would work. It would definitely work for a little bit, and then people would be like, "All right, this is getting kind of crazy." Because I honestly, I did follow OJ for a little bit because it was kind of funny, and he was also like super positive, dude. dude it was I, like shocking. I don't know if this was a real tweet, but I saw it like screenshotted. It, it might have been fake. OJ allegedly tweeted, uh, killed it at the golf course today. That new Nike glove really works. That can't be real. It was I like 80 characters and he used glove and kill. <laughs> no way, dude. He, I think he's still mo- I think he's still sort of like, he's like coy with it. He's like, oh, okay. He like moves from it pretty quick. He doesn't respond to that type of shit. But he is always like, ooh, Democratic debate coming up. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be a good one, I think. I like this guy. This guy, Santos, he's pretty cool. I don't know, though. Lizzie Warren, she's doing some Does he support things. Andrew Yang? He's definitely a Yang gang guy, <laughs> for sure, dude. OJ rocks a math hat everywhere. <laughs> Everybody, lo- I mean, the Yang gang would love OJ because he killed a woman, so they, <laughs> they love that. Dude, but no, the, then uh, sometimes I look at the OJ stuff, and I'm like, damn, he's so positive. And then he's like, I'm like, oh, yeah, he's a murderer. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Never convicted. People. But it makes me, th- I've said this before, but I, I do think like it means you, you can be like an okay person and murder people, I think. <laughs> like I think Dude, I agree with that premise. I really don't think OJ <laughs> is the example for I how mean, that works. It's been 30 years. Like he made a, he made, he did something bad. No, OJ is OJ is the ultimate. Like it's the cancel culture thing taken to an extreme. Because is there are there some things that you should not be allowed to come back from? And if there is, murder of two people (laughs) is definitely the one thing. Mm. I mean, he had business with Nicole Brownson. Ron Goldman was just like just happened to be there. He's just banging her on the side. Was he even banging her, or was it's uh, it's unclear. But and also it's unclear. Was Nicole Brown Simpson talking real strong? Oh God, <laughs> disavow. Oh, Brutal though. He used a knife. I know. Right? Horrible. I'm just I, just talking out loud. It's all right. I disavow it. I disavow <laughs> it. I disavow it. <laughs> it's really Twitter's th- problem. They're the one letting him on there and letting it is his Twitter's problem. And they let you. They let his thoughts get into you, and you start to you start to identify, and you start to say, "Man, 
Pe- I could see myself in this situation. <laughs> you just, you're like, oh, people come a long way. You know, people change. In OJ, <laughs> OJ was like good in Naked Gun, right? I've never seen it. Uh, yeah, he's great. He's, he's fucking funny. awesome. He's also a, was the star of one of the highest rated television programs of all time, which was the White Bronco Chase. <laughs> Watched 90, by 95 million. 95 million people. That's so crazy. I think we should probably make the case to Vince McMahon that he should hire OJ Simpson as his... Uh, I think we should do an episode on the White Bronco <laughs> <laughs> I, I watched it. It's Jack's, fascinating. Well, we can't. You just admitted you watched. We could it. do it for pilots. We it was a. It, that was a, a non picked up pilot. They didn't. <laughs> they didn't take out the option. There were no other episodes. But right. so this show, the the final like fifteen minutes are sort of they're in a game, which I liked about the show. They're in a game to just make it into the playoffs, right? So yes. most of these shows, yes. it's like it ends in the championship. This is just to get into the playoffs. Yeah, so they're like a real middle of right. the wrong league. And they team. need they need to win and they need another team to win. And while this is going on, they're sort of they're showing clips from the game well, while they're cutting. If you're gonna back. get into it, I think you're gonna, I want to put mention one more thing that yes. DH um he while during the game he gets injured on the field, but he comes back and it's not a serious injury. But he doesn't get to play again. Coach George sits him. Because Damon is doing great. Yeah, Leon. Leon is doing great. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm just thinking of the Kings of Comedy. <laughs> D.L. Hughley. Yeah. You're Damon like, Wade. You're like Steve Harvey was killing it out there. <laughs> <laughs> Cedric the Entertainer It was such a good line, man. <laughs> but yeah, so D.H. gets sat. He doesn't get to play at the game. And what happens in the game? They win. They win. They baby. win. Leon has eighty all-purpose yards, and it's sort is of that a, good I in, mean, the yeah, quarter, in the it's, fourth it's, quarter. It's, it's, it's savage. Great. Yeah, it's beast. And uh, so they have like they give him the game ball. It's kind of this return. Dh to is stewing about it. Yes, Dh is not pleased. But everybody's still pretty pumped because now they have a chance at the playoffs. And some nerdy guy just lets them know. Like some trainers, like oh, and the Scarlet Knights—they're down thirty points, so we're gonna make the playoffs. And they're all like celebrating. They're all very happy. And then um, what happens next? So yeah, they find out that the, the the team that they need to win is up in the fourth quarter, and it's looking really good. It's they're looking all celebrating. Great. They got the champagne out already, spraying it all everywhere. Yeah. Every, it's a great elated feeling in the rock locker room until uh, there's a turnover. There's a turnover. Uh, you know, the team gets the ball back, and as they sit, gather around the TV, the team that they need to lose wins. Yeah, and then their 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 playoff dreams are shattered. They haven't yet won. It's like a few seconds left in the quarter, and it yeah. looks yes. like they're going to win. So the coach says, "Turn that off." Oh yeah, fade to black, soprano style. Yep, <laughs> it was kind of crazy. It was yeah. literally the same ending, and it so. wasn't even fade to black. It was cut to black, yeah. and it was turning the television off from their angle, which so is kind of crazy. What yeah. I assume happened is that at that moment. Someone came in and shot Tony Soprano. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what happened. No, I we were watching the show through his eyes. We were yes. the whole show was uh, well, the whole show of Playmakers was viewed through the lens of Tony Soprano, <laughs> watching it with AJ next to him while AJ was playing Game Boy and asking about transgender people. <laughs> yeah, what are yeah. they? What are transgender people? Do you think I'm transgender? 
Tony, AJ, you're not fucking transgender. Tony was a football player. You're not one of those. Yeah, famously, yeah. and he wanted AJ, and AJ was pretty good, but he got into some trouble. It's cool. Tony was a football player. Yeah, yeah he's like a, a star lineman. He has, there's like a little couple scenes with his coach. Right, there's some dream sequences with his coach where he's like, Tony, you never amounted to anything. I knew you wouldn't. And he's like, I fucking do. I run New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, part of Tony's thing is that like he could have been a great football player if yeah, he like yeah. was good enough at school. He could have played college ball, been yeah. a different guy. But different life. Been out on the golf course with the Wonder Bread Wops, you know, like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I thought that I I kind of loved the ending. I thought it was great. How I thought it was good it. too. And uh, you know what? I feel like the next season, if they had had another season, they wouldn't even have really mentioned the last season. They would. They could have. Well, the way they ended, they could have. They could have gone both ways. They could have done it a season two where they get into the playoffs, or a season two where they don't. Yeah. But the NFL used its incredible power to uh, <laughs> to make sure that didn't happen. They made the playmakers cast submit. Yeah, actually, the entire playmakers production company they all had to line up in a row, and uh, Roger Goodell pissed in all their faces, <laughs> and they had to do it. They, there's no resisting the NFL because they're so fucking powerful. The NFL is not powerful. <laughs> they, have, they have no sway over American culture. All right, so let's um, let's do a let's Deepak do a Deepak Chopra Chopra moment. Yeah. yeah, Deepak Chopra moment. My Deepak Chopra moment is um, my favorite uh, character in the show is the dickhead trainer who actually forces. Uh, Kel- Kelvin to gain weight it's Which sad. I think that we need more people like him In American <laughs> society People that say how much do you weigh You need to put on about 50 pounds fucko <laughs> or you're not, I'm not going to even talk to you Not a, How much weight do you weigh Not enough Yeah, yeah I love that <laughs> My Deepak Chopra moment Is um, just a couple guys hanging out in a locker room There's a lot of locker room <laughs> talk A lot yeah. of fellas like bonding Being men together nude yeah, and, uh, that's what I like to see in this country. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think it's also against locker room etiquette to talk about penis size? No, I think it's a heavy part of the locker room. Nick the Foles, room. Big Dick Nick. This is like kind of okay, famous. famous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my Deepak Chopra moment. I think you can't denigrate, but you can admire. I think <laughs> <laughs> I think locker room dick talk is only positivity. I think that's what it, yeah. the rule is. Hell yes. If you don't have anything big to say, don't say it at all. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I love that rule. Just walking in the locker room. Nice piece, bro. Yeah. That's it. Damn, dude. That would be but then great. You, what, if you, what if I walk in right behind me and you just go like, and you look away. Hey, I'm like, oh, oh, I got nothing. That's a knowing silence. You know? <laughs> oh, oh, that hurts. That hurts. That'd be cool if you had a locker room that was like no lewd behavior. And then next to that, you had a sign that says like only positivity about penis size. <laughs> Damn, that would be good merch. Yeah. If you don't have anything big to say, don't say it you at could all. Be like, you'd be like, hey, you must really know how to use that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, my Deepak Chopra moment was... Um, I loved the linebacker like wanting to be a dad like really badly. I thought that was like oh. kind of amazing. And then like him being like, "We're gonna figure it out," and the prostitute being like, "No, we're not." not a prostitute. She was a stripper. Whatever. No, she was an opportunistic like one night stand. <sighs> she was no feminist. <laughs> she was the ultimate feminist. She's getting paid for sex. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's do uh, let's do a role play. Let's do a goal play. Ooh, I'll be the quarter. Let's be in the huddle. I'll be the quarterback. Right, okay, yeah. you in the huddle. All right, I want to be Kelvin. Okay, uh, I'll linebacker. be the trainer. <laughs> why? Oh, why is this guy in the huddle? This guy isn't <laughs> even on the team. Oh, you uh, know what? Sorry, guys. I'll go back to the sidelines. Okay. No, uh, stay here. I want you to tell me if I gain enough weight. 
let me let me tell you. You, <laughs> yeah. you oh. know what? Your girth Guys, is not big it's, enough. It's oh. fourth down. We're on the goal line. We need to what score a touchdown. What does that yeah. mean? Yeah, <laughs> you know what, Kelvin? I'm a little worried about your knowledge of football. It doesn't I just what you know I, I watch a few games. I watch the. Su- I like the commercials in the Super Bowl. That's what I like, <laughs> Kelvin. So yeah, many good. You, com- you guys see the M and M's one? No, yeah, the yeah. M and M's. I one wish you ate M and M's. You're not fat enough. Yeah, I've been eating. I've been eating nothing but M and M's. No, but you've been eating the ones with peanuts in it. Everybody knows those are the those are healthy. Swans. Do you know what's the sign of an idiot? Being thin, okay? <laughs> thin people are stupid. William Howard Taft, very good president. Thoughtful guy. Hey, hey, would you stop with the president stuff? We're in the... What's more important than hey, president? Hey, if fat people are smart, we should get precious to call our plays. She's the <laughs> smartest woman alive. Dude, you know what? I feel like there is there is one chance that we can win this game. If we go on the fullback, Lizzo, get, get Lizzo. Our <laughs> Come on out here. Lizzo. <laughs> New man on the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> oh, damn, Lizzo, are you ready? We're going to run the ball up the middle. You're going to run right behind Kelvin, and you're going to score us a I'm touchdown. I'm not going to run behind no man. Kelvin can run behind me. You got it, sister. Sniff my beautiful ass. <laughs> wow. Okay, Lizzo, you are so talented in many ways. Uh <laughs> <laughs> but I, <laughs> I think you're gonna be perfect for opening up this hole. Well, I don't <laughs> always like to open up hole. I like to open up the hearts of men who are closed off, and I don't like them, and I don't need them, but I do love them. <laughs> men are so cute and fun. Where's that? Where are you from again? Where am I from? <laughs> I am from. Um, a suburban town in western Pennsylvania. <laughs> Damn. I well, think. I don't know. I never looked it up. <laughs> I'm from everywhere. I love people. We need that director to fact check. Yeah. Lizzo. I love ladies. Lizzo, are you, you don't remember where you're from? Do you have CTE? I don't have CTE, but you know how Sheryl Sandberg's <laughs> husband allegedly died on a treadmill? Yes. He didn't. I murdered him because Cheryl's too good to have a man. I love her. Wow. Well, are we going to make make this play or not? All right. I'll say hike. And Lizzo, you got to do the thing. All right. Ready? Uh, Blue 42. uh, Blue 42. Blue 42. Omaha. Omaha. Set hike. Ew. A ball. (laughs) Throw it on the ground. No. Lizzo. Lizzo. Lizzo, Die for the ball. Die for the ball. Lizzo. man on the Minnesota Vikings. It's pigskin, but it's not bacon. Why are you eating it? (laughs) What? I'm not not eating it. That was rude. Are you implying that I'm fat? (laughs) No. I want to stop here for a second because you kind of mocked me. Excuse me. Excuse me. You're not fat enough. You need to go down there. I'm going to take you to Boston Market, and you're going to eat all the mashed potatoes in the place. You got that? You need to put on 35 pounds by tomorrow. No. I think I'm perfect the way I am right now. <laughs> all right. I'm 281 pounds. Lizzo, the results came back. You Both your legs are being amputated. The results came back from my DNA test, and I'm 100% that bitch. I think those are the, um, those are the lines from my song. <laughs> All right. What do you uh, what uh do you give the show? I give the show uh, a seven. It was a show too real for the NFL. Season two will be about, will be about Bob Kraft trafficking women. <laughs> uh, I give this show a six because it was like kind of good, but there was no stuff about gay football players, so I don't feel like it told the real story. <laughs> uh, I give the show a seven. Because uh, I like football, and I think it's fun to watch like ESPN try to create a serious show. Yeah. Good night, America. Good night. <laughs>